Hello and welcome, everybody. Happy New Year. It is a new year and a new podcast. I'm joined by my good friend, Ajoy, and we're going to be talking about the AEC industry and how Microsoft plays in the AEC industry. Now, if you're watching, you probably know a little bit about the AEC industry, architecture, engineering, construction, but you all knew that. But we're going to break down what that means from a technology lens and how Microsoft can help play in that lens. But before any further ado, I want to introduce a joy who is an industry expert, who is a fantastic human being. And I'm lucky to call my friend. Over to you, mate. Thank you and good morning, John. Happy New Year to you and everyone watching. So, Joy, what brought you to Microsoft? I came to Microsoft about a year ago as a technology strategist. Uh, I was with a company called Suffolk Construction for about nine years prior to that, where I headed up IT and innovation. And I saw this huge opportunity with Microsoft in this industry. And uh, my passion drove me over here. I really believe that Microsoft has the ability, the culture, and everything it takes to help uh, change this industry. That's awesome. And one of the things that I, I echo that as well, especially the culture and the ability to change this industry, right? And it's an industry that I found, it's new to me. I've come into it new this year from Microsoft. I'm, I'm a longtime Microsoft employee, new in the AEC industry, and I find it fascinating. Right? There's lots of new things to learn. There's lots going on there. Some of the part of the sectors are revitalizing themselves. Others are still in flux right now. Um, but when we look at that total addressable market across all three spheres of those, Joy, um, the thing that makes me really interested in it is how Microsoft can play a role in almost cradle to grave of a project in any of these industries, whether it's AEC, right? Talk to me a little bit about how we look at, from a Microsoft lens, how we look at the, the AEC industry as a whole, but also in its architectural, its engineering, and in its construction phases, also as a subunit, I would say. Yes, uh, that's a very interesting question, John, because there are two parts of this. One, Microsoft itself is one of the world's largest owners of real estate and even developers. We develop data centers and with the with chat gpt and ai you know we need to completely change the way we build data centers to keep up with the compute needs but that said people don't realize that the extent to which microsoft is involved in this industry from a developer's standpoint but on the flip side when you look at the software this industry has lagged in the sense that it hasn't adopted technology as much as other industries have over the years. There's people who still build off of blueprints and loads reams of paper, essentially. Microsoft can change that. I have seen through my own work with Microsoft where I think Microsoft as the connective tissue, as the, the tool that connects a lot of these different niche uh, tools and solutions to come together and there's a referenceable architecture that we can build off of that to say, how can customers run lean, but also be able to connect all their tools together to get the data that they need to get value out of that data. To me, that's where Microsoft, uh, I think, has a two-pronged approach where not only do we have the software, but also we can use it towards our own construction. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think the term is eating your own dog food, right? So I think one of the cool things about Microsoft is that we put into practice things that work for us. So you look at things like digital transformation, not just a buzzword. It's something that when done right, 
can absolutely transform your business into that next phase, whatever that next phase may be, be it growth, be it sustainability, be it new areas that you're entering into. And Microsoft has proven that time and time again. Look at us in the age of AI, leading by far, right? Absolutely. But if you look at us as landowners and then building owners of these data centers and the staggering stats of new one being built in a matter of, of every day, there's new services coming online in data centers that we own and putting together. How do we take what we've done, the mistakes we've learned from and perfected and rectified and take that to our clients as a value proposition? Microsoft can take our software stack and really help customers understand how to go leaner how to do more with what they have, right? And that's that's critical because a lot of times customers say, you know, how do I do more with less? Well, how do you do more with just what you have? Let's start there, right? And the thing is we have tools, not only in the, the frontline worker space, collaboration, uh, the, you know, in supply chain, right? You mentioned sustainability, right? We have all these tools that come together and then we have what I believe is like an open network where we can take partner software, SaaS software, and bring that data, right? And then take that data and run it through our data analysis tools on Microsoft, right? And uh, and be able to figure out what's going on within our business. What, what leads to greater profits? What leads to less uh, safety issues, right? Things like that, that you can become more predictive about. That's where the industry wants to go. Microsoft is in a very unique position, in my opinion, right? Because we have this breadth of tools. And the thing that we do, if you think about Microsoft at a larger scale, we work with many different industries like healthcare, like sports, right? We're building sports stadiums, we're building hospitals, we're building labs, we're building roads, bridges, et cetera, right? I believe this industry connects all of that and Microsoft also works with all these industries. So I see a, a great parallel and a great alignment of how we can help the, you know, multiple industries. I agree. And then the cool thing is that maybe the viewers don't realize is that there's a dedicated team at Microsoft for doing just that. <clears throat> yes. Right. We, and we represent the entire breadth, right? So I represent the cloud business um, from a data and AI perspective for the AEC industry. But there's lots of me's out there that represent our collaboration tools, that represent our core infrastructure tools, that represent our dynamics, the whole breadth of what we're doing. And I think one of the things that, that I read about this coming into this, this industry is that it's a staggering over 20% of all fatalities on any work um, job site in the world come from a construction industry. Yeah job site, that's like, you have a 20% chance of not coming home when you go to work, right? That's something that is impactful that we can change today with the tools that we have. So one of the things that, that I certainly hope, and, and we discussed this before when we decided to put this together, Joy, is that we bring ideas to you, the viewer, and you go, well, hold on, I can do something meaningful for my business, whether it's analytics, whether it's sustainability, whether it's self uh, health and safety, right? How do you see, from, from all your years in the industry, how do you see getting started? Always the toughest thing, right? In any, it's not just AEC specific, right? But in AEC project here, technology projects, how do you get started? What is that, that kindling that starts that fire? Well, I think it's, uh, it starts with an idea at a very simple level. Let's keep it simple, really, right? I don't, you know, we don't need to make this grand. What is that idea that you have? 
and let's innovate. Let's take that idea and say, what can we do with this? Right? Come to Microsoft and say, we have all these MTC centers. We have all these knowledgeable people. Let's take that idea and say, what can we do? And what I have found, and this is, you know, I, I was on the customer side. I went through a similar experience where we had an idea of how we wanted to change technology services in this industry. How could we monetize on it? How could we make it easier? And we ended up with, from that idea, we ended up with a very different platform at the end of the day, when all said and done, three, four years later, that helped connect and collaborate people on a job site. But that's the power of what these ideas can do and where it goes from there, right? You take that idea and you say, you know, Microsoft helped me with it. And we will we'll, we'll bring our best knowledgeable workers to the table and we'll say, what can we do and how can we take this even further? And maybe even commercialize it if you need, if you want that to be the case, right? But uh, it starts at a very simple level. Let's have an idea and and bring that, right? Challenge us. I love that. I love that about that challenge us, right? Because we look at one of the benefits I think from us being a platform company across all of the the, the customers out there in, in the industry is that if you come to us with a challenge. I want to do this, whether it's save money, make money. I want to do more with what I have, as you were saying earlier. We lean on the lessons we've learned, not only on ourselves, but we're building all of the properties that we have from data centers and then office spaces as well. But how have we done this across the industry and developed a blueprint for success to do this, right? Develop a reference architecture that you can plug and play bits and pieces, whether it's first party Microsoft services or third parties services that sit on top of the platform or as a SaaS offering, as you pointed out earlier as well. I think one of the cool things that I'd love to be able to impress upon everyone in our, in our initial episode here is that bring the ideas, right? Bring the ideas. We have the, 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 the manpower. We have the, the um, know-how to come and have ideation sessions with you to sit down and figure out what the, what the major problems that you are facing and how we can attach value to those. And speaking of that, I'll put you on the spot again, <laughs> is what do you see off the top of your head as some of the major themes of areas of interest or areas of opportunity as we enter into 2024 in the AEC industry? So before I answer that question, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about the industry as a whole, like what are the problems we are facing? In the sense that you know this industry still builds predominantly on paper, they have those reams. So part of the problem is production rates, for example. So you know, did my the wall that somebody said would take ten hours to build, will it actually take ten hours? Right? Age is something else that we are look facing. We have a lot of experienced workers in this industry, and we know there are studies that show that. Within five to six years, a lot of these folks would have retired. Well, that's the, your brain drain dilemma. What happens to that knowledge, right? And a lot of company executives are looking at that as a real problem because there are a lot of folks who are coming in from college, uh, you know, who are learning this industry, but there's a lot of valuable industry knowledge that is going away. So, uh, you know, how do we cross train folks? Supply chain remains an issue. Right. We've seen supply chain issues since COVID started uh, or somewhere through, a, through the mid of COVID. 
Uh, but that remains an issue. It's something that we have to figure out. I, I'm sitting here, I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if we really know the answer to how to fix that, but there are tools that help enable more frictionless supply chain motions. And that's, you know, I think that that's important. Sustainability is another one because unlike European countries in the US, we don't have a, a central government dictating what sustainable KPIs or metrics are. So it's hard for folks to, uh, in this in, in the US, to say, hey, these are the metrics that we need to meet. So well, folks are trying to figure that out. And I think, you know, a lot of, if you look at sustainability, the scope one, scope two, and scope three, people are still struggling with scope one, right? Scope three is would be ideal to be at, but we're still struggling at scope one. And, um, so that, and that's just construction, right? Then you look at architecture and engineering, which is again different because architecture, especially, right? You've got a lot of young workers who are being burnt out, right? Who work long hours in producing uh, architecture drawings and things like that, you know, understanding client needs. I see a value in that industry with AI, right? Can AI help architects? Right, and th there are some experiments already happening on that. So I believe that's uh, that's coming. And uh, it, it, in one of our future podcasts, I you know I'm hoping to uh, bring somebody on to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, but uh, see, John's almost tearing up over there. <laughs> <laughs> you got me right where you hit me right in the heartstrings. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, and uh, you know, engineering also it falls. It's it's engineering's funny because it falls between architecture and construction. A lot of engineering companies have to work with architecture companies to make sure the engineering is correct, right? For example, if you're building an HVAC system for buildings, you have to work with the engineering uh, with the architects to make sure the engineering's right. But then on the flip side, you have to work with the construction company to ensure that it's done right. You actually have to route the pipes correctly, things like that. Everything has to be planned out. You have to work with the uh, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing folks to make sure you don't have clashes and things like that. So uh, it's it's a very interesting industry, very complex, uh, but we want to change that. We want to make it as easier as possible. Yeah, yeah. So why do you think now is the time where folks are going to concentrate on doing that, right? Because we've been building for eons, right? Correct. And we've been producing data for eons, and we've been collecting it and putting it into storage and feeling really good about it because we've collected all this data, right? But we've been doing very little with it from an industry lens. Then you have companies such as Microsoft with their platform services to come in and be able to integrate all those pieces of data to present a composite value based on different disparate sources of data, right? Um, the ability is there, but we still have the same conversations and problems, right? And this isn't AEC specific, this is every industry ad nauseum. But specifically for AEC, why do you think the time is now for firms to latch on and have those conversations seriously and start putting into practice some of the abilities that we have? I think two things come to mind. One, uh, you're seeing a lot of investment in construction technology across the world, right? It's not just the US. Uh, and in fact, over the last five, six years, that amount of investment has grown exponentially. 
right? So uh, you're seeing a lot of folks get into it because people have realized this is one of the few industries that are lagging and there is a huge opportunity. So folks are getting in, they're trying to figure out how to disrupt it. I think the other thing that's happening is the advent of AI and specifically generative AI, right? Because AI has been around and there has been, a, there, there are a lot of companies that do AI in construction and in uh, architecture and space management, for example. But generative AI, I believe is gonna change that because when, you know, when I talk about the aging workforce, right? We can take folks who are not technically adept and make them superstars with generative AI because now they can speak in English and get results back, right? And I think that is a true accelerator in this industry. A lot of executives are looking at generative AI and saying, how can I actually transform, right? Not just push the needle a little bit, but move it, right? That's disruption. So yeah. I believe it's, it's, a, it's a great space to be. I think so as well. And, and I think it's not only just speaking in English and getting something back, it's speaking in your particular vernacular of English with your terminology, your right. words, your buzzwords, your colloquialisms, right? And getting something back, right? I, I was I was looked um, very strangely at when I was on, I was on, guested on a podcast and, and they asked me, what are my predictions for the next uh, five years around AI? And I said that English will be the largest programming language in the world. Like people okay. would what are you talking about? Right? And you can take out English and put whatever language you want in there, but human common language will be the largest programming language in the world. No one's going to have to learn Python or C or Fortran. <laughs> right. People are still running that stuff anymore. I don't have need to run big mainframes and understand how to write machine code, for example. Um, and I think that is truly unique to every industry, but I think it's a unique driver of value here because the adoption rate is going to be sped up so quick because I don't have to put in all of this pre-work of being able to show value, which I think is industry, in, 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 interesting. Interesting, exactly. Something that I'll, uh, I'll talk about a little bit, I know it's a little not necessarily AEC specific, but very important, is uh, the leadership within organizations, right? I think because this is new, this is kind of bleeding edge right now, right? And typically with bleeding edge technologies, it requires a leadership mindset of let's get into it. Because if you think about it, typical uh, technology for, uh, leaders, right? They run these production environments. It has to be stable. It has to be, the uptime matters. You know, users need to be able to access this particular service, right? This sometimes with bleeding edge technologies, it may not be perfect, and that's okay, right? But it we're trending towards making it better, and so it takes a mindset of let's get into it, right? So when I say earlier when I said you know come up, come to us and challenge us, right? It also takes a leadership mindset to say you know let's get into it and let's challenge them with what we have. Yes, right? agreed. agreed. So let's get into it, right? What does the future hold for Blueprints and Bytes here? What, what are some of the things that we want to tackle on this part, Joy? So what I, uh, I'm looking at the different areas of, you know, the problem areas that we have within this industry. Uh, you know, I am envisioning uh, that we bring in somebody here to talk to us about architecture and their problems and 
how they see Microsoft to help them or how maybe Microsoft is already helping them, right? right? Uh, within the engineering space as well, uh, you know, bring in some executives who can help us understand what they're seeing, right? And I believe this would be, you know, we'll obviously keep it generic for people to gain value out of it. And then, of course, in construction, and I, I, I know construction is huge and, you know, is vast in the different spheres of, you know, what you're doing in construction. Uh, initially, I, I, you know, I want to start with something very high level, say, you know, bring in somebody to understand the different problems and what they're looking at, how we solve them, maybe even bring in some solutions that some of our customers have built of how we've solved third party problems, uh, but also bring in partners who integrate with us and, uh, and showcase some of their solutions as well, right? This is not necessarily a Microsoft only show, right? This is a construction and AEC show. Let me repeat that. This is not just a Microsoft only show. This is an architecture, engineering, construction show. So we want to bring, uh, we, we are open to, you know, every partner and we want to bring solutions that can help people think about what can I do differently? Awesome. And we'd also like to hear from you. So drop in the comments. What do you want to talk about? Is there something that you've heard that you'd like us to uh, tackle as a topic? Is there a particular partner that you want us to have on the show? Is there a particular company that you'd like us to see if we can go and find a guest to come on the show about? Make this as interactive because remember, it's only valuable if you find value on it, right? Joy and I get to talk to each other every day. We're very fortunate that we've got, <laughs> but you get to hear from us. If you want to hear something interesting, just let us know. So I think, Joy, as we wrap up episode one, I'd just like to say I'm excited about this journey we're going to take together. And thank you very much for agreeing to do this as well. Um, I'm excited to show the industry, the AEC industry, how committed we are to them, right? From a from a, a Microsoft lens, and we're going to be Microsoft Plus because we're going to bring in the entire family that works with this as well. But it's important enough to us as an organization that we have a dedicated team serving just you, the AEC industry, um, which is led by Joy and other leaders, which we'll bring on, and myself and other um, technology matter, uh, subject matter experts that are here to help you make your job easier on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm excited for the conversations we're going to uncover and the value that we're going to deliver to you. Um, this is day one, quite literally. Um, I'm excited about it. So for me, thank you very much. Joy, I'll pass it over to you to say goodbye, and then I'm excited to uh, see you all on episode number two. Thank you. Uh, firstly, thank you, John, for doing this. This is uh, really exciting. I know it's only episode one. But I, I'm feeling the excitement and I am truly excited and inspired, right? Inspired by you, uh, but also inspired by what we can do over here, right? And kind of the vision of what uh, of what this is. Uh, like John said, bring in all your comments. We are, uh, this is for everyone. This is not for us. Uh, and I am truly, truly honored to be here. Thank you.